1: Two checking out the competition. We have reached that point of the season when we finally play the dreaded Pittsburgh Penguins, who obviously we hate. Although honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting exhausted about hating the Penguins. I think I'm over it. I'm gonna find somebody new to hate. Anywho, Penguins, and I am joined by Mike Darnay of pensburg.com, which is the Pens blog on the SB Nation network. I know you guys all know about this one. Michael, how are you today?
0: I'm good, how are you?
1: Good, thank you. It's Michael's birthday, so everyone can say happy birthday to him on Twitter when this goes out on not his birthday. Thank you. Which will be fun. (laughs) 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 Okay, so let's get right into things. Um, So the Penguins, I feel like, always get off to slow starts, um, and then they just somehow find a third and fourth gear in the second half of the season and just crush it all the way into the playoffs. Seems to be like a thing that they do. But this year seems like an extra slow start. Like this feels not like typical Penguins. What is up with your team so far this season?
0: Honestly, I don't know. You are absolutely correct, though, that they do tend to start slow. It's a dangerous game to play, but they have shown for at least a few years now that they can kind of turn it on after the first of the year and start playing better when it really matters and try to go into the postseason on a hot streak instead of, playing a 10-15 game win streak in November and December to then be worn out by the time the playoffs come. But I don't know what what their issue is. They they seem to be very careless with the puck. It's certainly not for lack of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, other than their goaltending issue, which I know we're going to get into, they just seem to be playing careless.
1: Hmm. That, is ex- that seems extremely strange for the it, it
0: really is. Like, yeah. Like you watch games and, and there's plays where – they have easy clears out of the neutral zone along the boards. And instead they decide to pass it up the middle and it gets picked off for a breakaway. And it's just like, Oh, it's going to be one of those, one of those nights.
1: Uh, One thing I learned when doing these little Q and A's is that um, pretty much every fan base suffers the way that we do in some way. (laughs) So I know. Is that way
0: that I just mentioned one of the ways
1: we have been suffering a lot through sloppy and careless play. Yeah. For us this season super- and,
0: and I think it's more irritating than when they're outright bad
1: yeah yeah
0: it's when you know that they're good enough but they're playing like like they they lost five one in Ottawa two weeks ago it's like what are you doing
1: <laughs> hey we just choked on a, a lead to Ottawa the other night so you know
0: high five on our level yeah
1: <laughs> okay so to get to Matt Murray um And there's a couple of things I want to talk about with him. To start off, um, I read a tweet today that seemed to indicate that the Penguins might be looking to move Matt Murray and possibly pick up one of the goaltenders whose names are being kicked around like Ben Bishop, um, or not Ben Bishop, Jimmy Howard. Um, Yeah, so what's up with Matt Murray? Do you think he's ever going to get back to the form that he was at when they won the Cup?
0: I think he will. The question... And the most important question is when mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't do the Penguins a great deal of good if he gets back into form in February and then loses his game again, heading into March and April. Um, he's on injured reserve right now. It seemed to be that it was a lingering issue he was trying to play through. So for, from my perspective, I'm hoping that his poor level of play is simply related to an injury that needs time to heal. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't seem to think that that trading him is something that the team would do, um, especially after they gave up an asset to protect him in the fan. Oh Jesus, fantasy draft, expansion draft. Yeah, less than a year ago, or just over a year ago, um, and a guy who's won two Stanley Cups and is on a very good contract to trade him for a guy who is a old. He's old, an unrestricted free agent. He makes five million dollars. And he's an okay goalie on a bad team.
1: Yeah, I feel like I mean, I know it's like it's like rumor central in the NHL right now, and every team that's doing terribly, there's like all of this stuff lying around. I would be extremely shocked to see Pittsburgh move on from Matt Murray this quickly. And your backups, Tristan Jerry, is that right?
0: Uh, right now Tristan Jerry's playing and Casey DeSmith is playing. DeSmith had been playing well, and basically all the Penguins goalies aren't playing well right now.
1: Oh. It's
0: fun, um, on the dying alive podcast that I'm a part of, we were just discussing how Brian Rust is playing very poorly and he's not getting good goaltending while he's on the ice, but neither is anybody else.
1: <laughs> oh, god, again, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> <On
0: the
1: ground. laughs> what is good goaltending? Where do you find it? I don't know, it seems I think it's a myth, but yeah, anyway, um, so one of the big Pretty surprising to me things that the penguins did this year was bring in one jack johnson who for some reason nhl general managers continue to believe is a good and effective hockey player (laughs) Um, how's he looked through about a quarter of the season he stinks oh okay
0: that that's all there is to it uh every now and then like one of the things that the penguins local media was i'm guessing were kind of fed from penguin channels were Jack Johnson's ability to make a good first pass out of the zone. Well the problem is he often makes a bad play before he has a chance to get the puck. Hmm. So he's he's just not good. He he chases the puck a lot. He's all over the place.
1: What kind and, of minutes is he getting? What's that? What kind of minutes is he getting?
0: Uh recently he's been playing with Crystal Tang. So that's a thing. Yeah. Which uh whether you look at it from the perspective that Jack Johnson could bring Crystal Tang down or that Crystal Tang is the only defenseman on the team who's capable of propping him up. That would be the positive way to look at it.
1: Ah, the old Andrew McDonald method. Yes. You stick him with the best guy and then they kind of just even out to average.
0: Yeah, whereas if you put him with an okay guy, they're probably going to be really bad together.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to hop around the questions that I sent you a little bit because... I feel like this is a good time to get into coaching. Um, Since Sullivan took over for you guys, I think he's been arguably the best coach in the league. Um, Obviously, when he took over for you guys, it was a huge turnaround. You guys were struggling big time under Johnson, and then Sullivan came in, turned everything around. You guys go on to win the cup. Win more cups with him. He seems really good, but lately with this struggling... um, I don't, I don't know, I can't remember where I read this, but I did read something about perhaps his leash is getting shorter. Is there any chance in the world that Mike Sullivan could be losing his job?
0: I could see why people would think that when you're a team that lost six in a row and won one game out of 10 just two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I, I still don't think so. Um, I talked about this elsewhere. Um, I don't think this is a situation like we saw with Joel Quinville or even a situation um, if, if we want to talk about the Flyers a few years ago with Peter LaViolette, a coach who had not won a championship with the team, goes on a losing streak, then it's like, okay, this coach has lost things, we need to get rid of him, which, for the record, I don't think was the right decision with LaViolette, but um, I compared it to if the Columbus Blue Jackets went on an eight-game losing streak right now, Blue Jackets' ownership and management would probably have no problem firing the coach because they haven't gotten over the hump to where they should be. Right. Whereas with the Penguins, you win back-to-back cups, you've kind of given yourself quite some wiggle room.
1: I would imagine. I would imagine when you somehow manage to win three cups in the cap era, you might be wanting to keep the guys who put that together around.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing is, I don't think this is a situation like Chicago where... Stan Bowman felt like the walls were closing in on him, so firing the coach was a move to save himself, whereas Jim Rutherford was just given a contract extension. So I'm guessing he's been given ownership's blessing as to see this through however you see fit.
1: So speaking of all of those Stanley Cups, um, I think that this, up until this season, when it kind of became clear that the Penguins were struggling a bit, their perennial... Like, okay, maybe these guys are going to make another run for it. Do you think that this core that you guys have that has won three Stanley Cups, do you think that they have any kind of window left or has it just completely closed up?
0: I think they do as long as Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are all healthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And specifically this season, they need somebody to start stopping pucks in the net or it's not going to matter whether they're healthy or not.
1: Yeah, It's, a, it's kind of a bummer. Like... You don't, need, you don't need great goaltending to win games. You just need average. And when you don't get that average, man, it gets frustrating so fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, I last night, I did not see the end of the Penguins game, but they were losing 3-0 in the first period. Crosby scored a hat trick to tie it at 3-3, and yeah. then they still managed to lose 6-3, which I think one was an empty net. But still, it's like you scored three goals in a matter of 15 minutes. You should be able to win.
1: Yeah, so I was like, I wasn't watching that game. I don't think it was on TV here, but I was kind of like following it along on the internet and I thought to myself, Oh, great. Just ahead of Saturday's game, Sidney Crosby has decided to pick up this shitty hockey team, put them on his back and go ahead and do that thing that he does where he just wins for them.
0: That's what he's he's been doing for the last week and a half or so.
1: (laughs) He did it this time. And that made me feel a little bit better heading into Saturday because as you might have heard, Michael, the Flyers are a hot, steaming pile of garbage right now.
0: I have heard that.
1: Yeah, we don't know what's happening. So, The,
0: the one actually, guy who was supposed to get fired didn't get fired, right?
1: Somehow, the two guys who we were absolutely sure would be the first out the door are still standing. <laughs> so I have no idea what's happening. Somehow, Ian Perrier did not lose his job yet, which is rather remarkable because our penalty kill uh, is either 29th or 30th, depending on the day. that seems bad pretty bad it's not great um yeah so i think yeah that's pretty much all i had to ask you about the team in general so let's get to game stuff um obviously flyers fans are pretty familiar with the penguins uh since we play so much and we are supposed to hate each other so deeply um but if you could give me a player that might be flying under the radar for flyers fans but that you think might make an impact on the ice who would you tell me
0: I was thinking about this i thought maybe tanner pearson because the penguins just traded for him he Mm -hmm. played in la his whole career so far um i don't watch a lot of pacific division games because they're on at 10 o'clock in the evening and i have a bedtime um (laughs) so even when he was traded to the penguins i'm like i don't know a lot about this guy other than what i saw from him during the cup runs for the kings in 2012 and 2014. um so you may have Flyers fans watching this, listening to this, who um, know a lot about him because they watch games late at night. But I, that was my my thought.
1: Yeah, not me, Michael. I am also keeping old lady hours and don't see Pacific games. I don't even stay up for Flyers games. Ten
0: o ten o'clock is about what time I get in bed usually.
1: Yeah, that's I can't start a hockey game <laughs> at
0: ten.
1: It's just not going to happen. Um, are there Are there any Flyers that you like watching?
0: I'm a big fan of Ivan Provorov.
1: Okay. I,
0: I watch him play and I'm watching, waiting, wondering, will he make that step from very good to great? It yeah. seems like he's not far from it. And it's something that a new coach could probably help him do.
1: You might think. And so they, the one guy that they did fire on the coaching staff was Gord Murphy, who was mm-hmm. the defense coach.
0: He had been with the Flyers for a very long time, for correct? A
1: very long time. Yeah. And, um, of course, as each of these guys gets fired, stories come out about how awful they were, which I'm sure are <laughs> you know completely and 100% true. But there was some stuff being said about uh, Provorov and ghosts specifically not getting on with Gord Murphy, and perhaps that's why they're struggling this season. I'm not sure I buy it because Gord Murphy's been here for the entire time that they've been here, and they didn't yeah. before, so I'm not sure why this year they decided they hate Gord Murphy so much that they can't play hockey.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't really, I don't really go with that.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, the whole team's struggling, so they're just struggling along with them. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that Ivan Provorov will pick it up, along with everybody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's right on that cusp of going from very good to a breakout year.
1: Yeah, we've said at Broad Street Hockey a number of times that if this team is going to turn into what we wanted to turn into, like it pretty much hinges on Ivan Provorov being a superstar number one defenseman if he doesn't turn that it's gonna throw off the whole plan
0: kind of like around that 2010 2011 period where chris letang went from third line young talent to top pairing 30 minutes a night
1: yeah exactly we need we need him to be our version of chris letang with less hair and like not as pretty i would say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so the final thing I will make you tell me is I want you to give me shot in the dark game prediction of how you think this game's going to end up.
0: Okay, my prediction is I'm going to drink a lot of beers at the game because I'm going to the game. Oh! Um, but realistically, I feel like it could be a goofy kind of game, maybe like a 5-4 or 6-5. Oh, God. That'd be fun.
1: That'll stress me out. <laughs> it'd, be,
0: it'd be fun because this version of the Penguins and this recent version of the Flyers – Don't get into the nonsense that we saw six years ago.
1: No, they don't. Oh, so I'm guessing you're saying like four, three, six, five.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Because you said it's going to be fun for you. So I'm assuming that you mean the Penguins are going to win.
0: Yes, obviously.
1: Okay. So as a person who literally never gets these game predictions even close to right, I'm going to say... God, I don't even know who's going to be in net. <laughs> I don't know who our goalie is right now. Um, stole ours, maybe. But, um,
0: well, DeSmith played for the Penguins on Wednesday. No, so Tuesday. And Jari. Jari played last night. Oh. So I, it's anybody's guess as to who's going to start for them, too.
1: Is I it's, I mean, is either one of them acting as the number one right now, or are they just kind of trading?
0: DeSmith had been. Okay. Um, and it was a back-to-back, so I'm guessing they might go back to him.
1: Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to say four, two flyers, fourth goal is an empty netter. I'm going to, I'm going to skew positive this time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's against my name. name. Try to
0: force it to happen.
1: Yeah. I'm going to try to will it just by putting it into the universe. Maybe it'll happen. Okay. So I think that's all I've got to talk about. Mike, I felt good about this. That was good. Yeah, it was good, right?
0: I, I was. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, So, everyone, again, this was Mike Darnay from Pennsburg.com. You can find him on Twitter.com. You're M-Darnay?
0: Mike, D-A-R-N-A-Y.
1: Mike, yeah, the whole name spelled out. Um, Yeah, so we will see you Saturday. Let's go Flyers. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that –